Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the New Testament in a year. We're finishing up the book of Philippians. Wow, so we are moving pretty fast. It's a lot of fun. Philippians is one of Paul's prison epistles. It was written while he was in prison in Rome, awaiting trial for preaching the gospel in Jerusalem. That's the charge, preaching the gospel in Jerusalem. Doesn't seem like it would be uh, too serious a charge, but there are a few things that make it an interesting charge in early Rome. And uh, one of those things is that the emperors uh, considered themselves to be supreme and to be the only king and the only one to be honored as and the only one to be worshiped, so to speak, as king. And so the early Christians were um, saying Jesus was a king. So this is an issue that um, the one who's supposed to be called king, well, they have another king. So that's an issue. Maybe some places it's a minor issue, some issues, some places it's a huge issue. Also, um, part of the problem is that there's a morality also that the early Christians had that just sort of irked a lot of uh, Rome. So uh, he's in he's in trouble. We'll have to see what happens. And in his letters, he seems to be caught between two minds, you know, which one's the Lord going to do? Am I going to die here or am I going to be released and do some more ministry? I guess that's a dilemma each one of us have every day, isn't it? Am I going to die today or tomorrow or, you know, am I going to be here and continue? So my old pastor used to say, you need to live each day as though Jesus were coming tonight and then you need to plan as though he never were. So I think the Apostle Paul sort of falls into that category and seems to indicate that in the book of Philippians to me anyway. Therefore, uh, because of chapters 1 through 3, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Eudoia and Synthody to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they've contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. So um, these ladies are not getting along and they're causing some trouble in the church. And we had alluded that, to that a few chapters earlier. You know, when people aren't getting along in the church, in the gathering, uh, home churches, you know, you can imagine the, the size of those things. They're not getting along. It just creates trouble for everyone. And, and the Apostle Paul is saying, come on, guys, like, let's get along. Let's just focus on Jesus and, and not whatever these other issues are. And there are big issues, right? There are, there are things that are important. There are things that are important to us. There are things that are important to the gospel. Uh, but let's learn to get along. Let's learn to get along. Our names are in the book of life. We're in this together and we're co-laboring together. So let's not, let's not be all divided and fighting with each other. Rejoice in the Lord. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Well, he said that in the beginning of chapter 3, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. And, and at that time, he said, it doesn't bother me to tell you the same thing over and over again. So it doesn't bother us to say, let's just rejoice in the Lord. Whatever's going on, praise the Lord. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Well, if the Lord was near then, the Lord is near now. So um, if they were expecting the coming of the Lord and it's 2,000 years later, well, where's the coming of the Lord? Well, Peter talks about this, where he says, uh, some mockers say this, well, where's his coming? He said he's going to come. Where's his coming? You know, he wasn't telling the truth. He's not coming. 
And Peter said, look, the Lord's not slack concerning his promise, as some consider slackness. But the Lord is patient, and the Lord doesn't desire that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. So why hasn't Jesus come back? Because he's still looking for more people to come to Christ, more people to be saved, more people to come into the kingdom. And so um, he's holding back for that. He's holding back for that. So let's go win some people for Jesus. Let's go tell some people about Jesus and win them to Christ. And let your gentleness be evident to all. Be polite, be nice. Say please, say thank you. Don't be anxious about anything. Well, the Apostle Paul in the previous chapter, he said he was anxious about um, uh, Epaphroditus' health. Uh, but we shouldn't be anxious about anything. Let's give it to the Lord. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So when you do have anxiety, bring your anxiety to God. Bring your request to God. Tell God what you want. Tell him what you need. God is listening. He's always listening. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. So the peace of God, God calming us down. And, and certainly the Apostle Paul would have needed the peace of Christ. He's in jail. You know, he's got a lot of reasons to be anxious. He's facing death every moment. He just doesn't know what's going on. Finally, brothers and sisters, now this is huge. We could camp out here for days. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Right. We think about the negative things, and this is what we talk about when, uh, when we meet each other, when we're together. We talk about negative things. We talk about bad things. We talk about how bad things are and how bad things look. And let, let, let's just... Look at noble things. Let's look at true things. Let's look at things that are right. Let's look at things that are lovely. Let's look at things that are admirable. Maybe we need to change our stinking way of thinking. Actually, they say that in the rooms. If you're one of those who goes into the rooms of NA or AA, they, they talk about stinking thinking. You need to get rid of that stinking thinking. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me, seen in me, put into practice, and the peace of God will be with you just do the right thing. If we do the right thing, then we'll have peace. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. What's he saying? He's in jail. And he said, you guys ended up sending a gift to me. You ended up sending a gift through Epaphroditus. What did they end up sending? Probably money. And, uh, you know, Epaphroditus isn't going to travel all that, that territory all through all those roads with stuff you know he probably had money and he came with money so that Paul could have groceries and he could have you know maybe some new shoes or or, or whatever Epaphroditus brought it and he brought it from the Philippians the Philippians were supporting Paul in his ministry and supporting Paul in jail again in uh, first century Rome if you were a prisoner then your friends could bring you food they could bring you clothes they could bring you all kinds of stuff and if you had good friends they could bring you a lot and then you could share it with your friends. So you have lots of friends in jail as well. <laughs> Apostle Paul had it made. God was good to him. He said, I'm not saying this because I'm in need. For I've, I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances. He said, I know what it's like to be in need. And I know what it's like to have plenty. Yeah, he was, he was at one time, he had plenty. We've said before that his story was a richest direct story. He knows what it's like to, to have plenty. He knows what it's like to have nothing at all. And he said, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. I can do this through him who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
So if I have a lot, I have a lot. If I have a little, I have a little. God will always take care of me. God will always give me enough. I will always make it through. That's the promise. And we just learn to be content in that. Yet it was good of you to share my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of my acquaintances with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except for you. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire gifts. I'm not, I'm not saying send me more. I'm not saying that. Uh, but what I desire is to, is to be credited to your account. I've I have received full payment and have more than enough. I'm amply supplied now that I've received from Epaphroditus the gifts that you sent. They're a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So he's saying that even when I was in Macedonia, when I went and planted other churches, like you guys would send money behind me. You know, I'd be there and all of a sudden a gift would show up and you'd take care of us so that we could preach the gospel in other places w without having to work. And they would work. They often worked. Paul was a tent maker. And so if he had to work, he worked. But a lot of times he was supported and supported by the church in Philippi. It's good stuff. To God, the Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who were with me, they send greetings. All God's people here send greetings, especially those who believe in, in who, be, who are in Caesar's household. <laughs> His testimony has reached reached all the way to Caesar, all the way to the most powerful people on the planet. Just as God said, this Jewish rabbi who was famous in Jerusalem but would never be known anywhere outside of the, the Jewish teaching circles of Jerusalem. And now his testimony is known to all of the people in Caesar's household. Wow. How cool is that? How cool is God? Go God. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. So, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen.